The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 100, babies. Talk about risk with me, your host, Renee Dallow. I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes. Join me as we talk about all the different ways we use risk in our business and lives. And I want to give a special shout out to everyone who has helped me get to 100 episodes. All my guests, the entire team behind the scenes that helps keep this thing running, especially Monica, the podcast editor, and Laura, and you for listening for the last 100 episodes. So you know what I'm going to say, friends. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab a champagne. Hell, grab a whiskey, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to episode 100 of my podcast. You have me today by myself (laughs) because I didn't want to play favorites and make any of my guests have to do episode 100. As I'm sitting here recording this for you in the literal middle of the night, because that's when my house is the quietest, it occurs to me that what I want to talk about today is risk. Because starting this podcast 100 episodes ago was a risk. And I think oftentimes when we think about risk, it always seems negative. Like when you look up the definition of risk, all of it is like, you know, um, peril and the, the combination of exposure to threat and a probability of damage, injury, loss, or any other negative occurrence, right? And that's what we think of risk. But I have to say from my perspective, I don't necessarily think risk is inherently always negative. So for me, you know, most of you who listen to the show know that I journal um, pretty much every day. And, um, you know, it's just free thinking. I call it thinking on paper. And so when I knew that this episode was coming up and I knew I wanted to talk about risk, I started writing down like my relationship with the risk. Right. And so for me, I kind of pared it down to three kinds of risk. Um, and I did a little, did a little research to see if anyone else thinks the same. And, um, no, if you, if you look up the three kinds of risk or the four kinds of risk on the Google, it's all very businessy, very, very businessy. The three kinds of risk that I have encountered most in my life are physical risk, emotional risk, and then entrepreneurial risk. So the truth is, if you know me in my real life offline, I don't love physical risk. I'm not a daredevil. Uh, you can't get me on a roller coaster that goes upside down. Like, absolutely not. You will never find me jumping out of a plane, like, ever. I barely like to fly, and I'm on airplanes 
like once a week these days. So Daredevil, definitely not me. I like to play it safe. I like to be in control. I like to keep my feet on the ground. I, I don't do a lot of physically risky things, which I think might surprise some people. In fact, I was having a conversation with some colleagues in Vegas where I was last week for the NACE conference. And I mentioned um, my aversion to heights and roller coasters and how I've never been skydiving. And I, um, I've always wanted to go in a hot air balloon, like in theory, I think that that would be fun. But in actuality, I would likely have a panic attack. And this person I was talking to, they said, that, that seems unlike you. From what I know of you, that seems like it seems like you would run toward that kind of risk. And then I thought, oh, there it is again, the word risk, right? So I think the the thing that this person was picking up on is that I am actually really comfortable with entrepreneurial risk. And, and that might come out in my personality. I think it does. But physical risk, no, 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 no. Emotional risk, also very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> like in a very vulnerable moment, you know, like when I first met my husband, he was all in pretty quickly. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about this. And it wasn't him. He's delightful. It was me, right? Emotional risk, also not my thing. Um, and for those of you who are are partnered, you know, that moment of, you know, falling in love with your person. Um, there's a reason they call it falling <laughs> because it's risky. And so you might be listening and you might be thinking, oh my God, I'm all about physical risk, emotional risk, no big deal. You might be thinking entrepreneurial risk sounds like the worst. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way, right? But for me, it's like, hell yes, sign me up for entrepreneurial risk. This podcast was a risk. You know, when, I, when Mindy and I started Rock Your Wedding Biz, there was nothing risky about that because nobody knew who we were and there were no expectations. And if nobody listened, nobody listened and only our husbands would know. But when I launched this show... Some of you knew my name. Uh, many of you had taken my course or seen me at a conference. And so when I launched, there was an expectation of what it would be like. There was an expectation uh, that it would be of a certain quality, right? There was expectation that it would be, um, you know, consistent. And honestly, that's one of the things I'm most proud of as we sit here at 100 episodes is that we've done 100 episodes, only taking a handful of weeks off every year for the holidays, like two weeks a year for the holidays. So like, yay, kudos to me and not just me, but every single guest that's come on, right? But launching this was a risk. I could have put time, money, energy, heart, soul, design, uh, brain power towards something that nobody ever listened to. Now that didn't happen, but it could have. Yet still, I throw myself off the cliff, metaphorically speaking. Frankly, launching anything is a risk. So all of you listening that have a business, guess what? You've done a huge entrepreneurial risk already. So what's one more? What's 10 more? What's 20 more, right? <laughs> At least that's how I see it. Launching anything is a risk. Frankly, every single thing I did in 2020 was a risk. When I started those free daily calls with wedding planners, that was a risk. What if no one showed up? It didn't happen. But what if? Then we launched the mastermind, the group coach. Also a risk. Both bundles, huge risks, not just for me, but for 29 other people. I convinced 29 other people to let me do a crazy thing and I convinced them of it twice. <laughs> Every single one of those could have crashed and burned. They didn't, but they could have. And if I had spent any amount of time dwelling on the fact that they could have crashed and burned, I never would have done them. Or knowing me, I would have done them anyway. <laughs> Just hope for the best. No, I wouldn't have put other people's businesses in danger like that. But 
if any of those had been spectacular failures, I know that I would have just dusted myself off and tried again because I know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that I always have my own back no matter what. So right now, as you're listening to me, what is the risk that you are thinking about but afraid to take? And I know we all have at least one. And maybe it's not entrepreneurial. Maybe it's personal. Maybe it's physical, right? Maybe you really do want to jump out of a plane. God help us all. If you ever jump out of a plane, don't tell me about it because I'll be worried about you forever. (laughs) When you think of that risk that you have in the back of your mind, what kind of risk is it really? Is it a physical risk? Is it emotional? Is it entrepreneurial? Because I know even as I mentioned, you know, the launches that we did that could have failed. Some of you might have been thinking, oh gosh, but if anything I did failed, I would take it so personally, it, it would become an emotional risk. But I don't think so. The entrepreneurial stuff is not separate for me, not at all, but it's not personal, right? The ideas, the things I put out into the world, the teaching, all of that isn't necessarily personal. Of course, it's from my brain. And I, I always like to say that every time we launch something, I put a little bit more of my brain out in the world and say, here, judge it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't find that to be an emotional risk. To me, that is an entrepreneurial risk. And entrepreneurial risks, calculated risks, sure, are risks that you're passionate about, right? Because in all honesty, some of the things we've launched, you know, I haven't done a ton of market research on. I kind of go with my gut. I go with what my audience and community is saying, what people are asking for. And I think that's just as valid as doing a tremendous amount of market research and collecting data. For me, that's what's worked. If you were sitting with a risk, in your heart, with an idea in your brain, and you think, oh, but I I would do it, but it's so risky. Examine that for yourself and examine what kind of risk it might be. Are you wanting to start a new branch of your business? Are you wanting to take less business? Are you wanting to move into a new sort of avenue in your business? You know, when I launched my first online course, it was a huge risk back in 2018. Huge. Not only that, but when I was launching it very publicly at Wedding MBA on stage, huge risk, big stomach ache. I did it anyway. (laughs) When I talk on this show about throwing myself off a cliff and figuring out on the way down, that's what I mean. It always sort of feels like, well, let's see what happens. At the end of the day, I know that I'm going to catch myself. I always have. I always will. And I think you will too. You will too. Because as entrepreneurs, we are scrappy. We are survivors. We are hustlers. We make it happen. We make it work. But sitting where we are right now in the middle to the end of the pandemic, think about the things you really want to do. And think about and feel if you're feeling like something is too risky to try. And unpack that for yourself. What kind of risk is it really, right? Speaking of the pandemic, because I have a microphone and people that listen, I want to talk a little bit about the physical risk that wedding pros and creatives are under right now to go back to work safely. Now, as you all know, I'm in Los Angeles and we have been locked down for a while and we're not locked down anymore, but we're not fully great. Our numbers are increasing. And Uh, Every state has their own rules for gathering. California 
definitely has their own rules. My county has different rules. For the most part, I have been very fortunate that the venues in which I work are taking COVID very seriously and they are requiring people to be vaccinated. However, do have a handful of clients who are doing private at-home estate events who haven't been vaccinated and who don't really feel like it's their business to be asking. And I've seen it in the Facebook groups and I've seen it all around. And what I want to say, because I have this microphone and because I have this platform, is if you work in the events industry, it is my sincere belief that you all need to be vaccinated. We are around far too many people, especially during this wedding boom, especially when we are working on all those weddings that have postponed, especially because there isn't enough time in between Saturdays to effectively quarantine and test yourself and make sure that you're okay. The only way to survive this next season in my mind, in my heart, as I know, is to be vaccinated because the physical risk is too much. The physical risk to your health is too much. As it is, I look at my schedule from September through December and I think, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I mean, of course we will get through it. But I was joking with a friend, and as I think of it now, not really joking, that I'm going to be training to get back to that first wedding like an athlete. Because my job from September through December is to keep myself and my team healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, keep us healthy so that we can continue to not just do this work, but be present in our lives and our relationships and and in our life, you know, just thrive, right? If you're listening to the sound of my voice and you need someone to tell you that you should get the vaccine, this is the voice telling you, please, please, please get vaccinated so that we can go back to or create a new normal moving forward. That kind of physical risk is not worth it. So homework if you need it. If anything I said resonated with you regarding risk, physical, emotional, entrepreneurial, and you have a little whisper in the back of your head saying, oh, I don't know if I should do it. Get out a little notebook and do some journaling. Put on a motivating song, a song you love, a long song, a four to five minute song. Put the pen to paper and keep writing until you get to the end of that song or you figure it out. Because I truly believe that we all have the answers we need already in us. Sometimes you need an outside voice to remind you, but all that risk and all that reward, it's just waiting for us. We just have to believe in ourselves more than we believe that something bad is going to happen, right? In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking more about risk, but also a lot about visibility. We are doing a visibility challenge in the month of October. It'll be a 30-day free challenge. Sign up is going to open in a couple of uh, weeks, and I'll let you know on the podcast and on my socials. But the point of the visibility challenge, and the reason it's in October, which I know is a busy month for everyone, myself included, is that we need to be challenging ourselves to become fully visible in our businesses at a time where it will be the most fruitful because one, we'll have the most to talk about. And two, by the time we're done with that 30 days, that's engagement season, friends. (laughs) And so if you have spent 30 days showing up consistently in every way you can, when people start looking in your market for who's available and who's around and who's relevant, guess what? You just did 30 days of absolutely relevant work. So stay tuned for that as we move into this next season of life and work. And let me know what you think about risk. Come to the podcast Instagram at Talk with Renee Dallow. 
DM me or comment on the post for this week and tell me, what's the biggest risk you've ever taken and how did it pay off for you? Because even if it didn't pay off in the way you thought it was supposed to, I'm sure you'd learn something. And like my girl Marie Forleo says, I never lose. I either win or I learn. I can't wait to celebrate you. And I can't wait to celebrate your risks too. Thanks for spending this time with me today. And I'll see you next week, friends, for episode 101. And hopefully 100 more past that. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 